Sunday School Lesson 4, Joseph Forgives. We're covering Genesis 40 through, 42 through 45 and also Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. The key point being, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers and forgave them. Our Lord Jesus Christ reveals himself to us and forgives us in his holy word and sacraments. The law of gospel thrusts for this lesson. The law, the sin I refuse to confess, troubles my conscience and separates me from others and from God. The gospel thrust in his mercy God invites me to confess my sins and promises to forgive them for Jesus' sake. So Genesis 42, uh, Jacob sends his ten sons to Egypt for food uh, because there's a famine in the land. He keeps Benjamin behind so that nothing bad will happen to him. The ten brothers, when they get to Egypt, they don't recognize Joseph because they haven't seen him in 22 years. Not only that, but Joseph is wearing royalty clothes, whereas they thought he would either be a slave or dead. Not to mention, he's also speaking a foreign language to them. Now, on the other hand, Joseph recognizes them. And so, because they're coming before someone who has a lot of authority, they bow down to Joseph. If you remember the previous uh, two lessons ago, this fulfilled Joseph's dream, uh, where the, the uh, haystacks bowed down to him. Now, Joseph chose not to reveal himself to them right away. He wanted to to see whether or not they had changed, whether they had repented over the sin that they had done to him. And so he speaks to them roughly. He accuses them of being spies, and he doesn't heed their insistence that they were honest men. And you remember, they were not honest in regards to Joseph. They lied to their father about him for the last 22 years. So Joseph, long story short, sends them back with grain for their families on two stipulations. One brother has to stay in Egypt, and that they bring Benjamin back with them to prove that they are honest men in order to get that one brother out of prison. And we see the beginnings of repentance in the uh, brothers as their guilt begins to surface in their hearts. They wonder if this is, you know, uh, God punishing them for the sin that they did all those years ago. And Joseph understands this and he weeps because he sees the beginning of repentance in his brothers. Now Simeon is the one who stays behind. He is bound and they are sent away and Joseph instructs for their money to be put back into their sacks of grain. Along the way, one of the brothers discovers the money and he wonders if God is judging them even more because now they'd be accused of stealing and Simeon would have to pay the price. But they get back home and they report to Jacob the demands of Joseph that they need to take Benjamin back. And Jacob is not having it. He has his one dear son left of, or of his wife, Rachel, whom he really loves. And he doesn't want to give him up. And he refuses them even when Reuben, the oldest, foolishly offers his two sons as collateral. So if something were to happen to Benjamin, then Jacob could take his vengeance out on Reuben's two sons. Not a very good um, proposition by Reuben. This brings us to Genesis chapter 43. Some time had passed and the famine was still severe in the land. It's possible that about two years have passed at this time. And Jacob wants the brothers to go get food again. Now Judah stands up this time and reminds Jacob that they cannot go unless Benjamin is with them. Uh, now Judah offers himself 
as to carry the blame if something happens to Benjamin. So Jacob could hold it against Judah forever. Jacob finally relents and he sends his brothers along with some balm, some honey, some gum, some myrrh, pistachio nuts, almonds as a gift to Joseph. Uh, also here fulfilling Joseph's second dream where even Jacob would bow down to him. As well as they sent back the, the money that uh, Joseph returned to them in their first trip and extra for purchasing more grain. So they get to Egypt and Joseph saw Benjamin and he had his servant invite the brothers into his house for a meal. Now the brothers did not see this as going well in their direction. They thought that Joseph was going to punish them for stealing the money. And so they're all seated. Joseph comes into the house to eat with his brothers. They present the gifts they brought before him and Joseph asks about his father if he is well. And they answer him, and Joseph, when he hears about this, he has to excuse himself uh, because he's so filled with compassion, he started to cry again. Now, Joseph had them seated according to birth order, as well as giving Benjamin five times as much as everybody else. And this amazed the brothers. They still didn't make the connection that Joseph knew who they were, um, but they were impressed that, Ooh, who is this guy? How he knows us. Now, another reason why Benjamin may have given, been given five times as much was could be a test by Joseph to see if they still got jealous as what they did, as they had done with Joseph 22 years ago. This brings us into chapter 44. Joseph had his servants put in their sacks the food that they had bought, their money that they paid for it with, and also Joseph's silver cup uh, put into Benjamin's sack. And Joseph sent his servant to chase down the brothers after they had left to accuse them of stealing his silver cup. Now, Joseph mentions his um, that he practices divina divination, quote-unquote, and they thought Joseph was an Egyptian, so Joseph kind of used this as a pretext for how he knew that they took his silver cup, uh, when in fact, you know, Joseph knew that any of his... Um, Predictions of dreams that he had done came from God, not from his own powers. And the brothers denied it, and they made a bold claim that if anyone did have it, uh, whoever took it would surely die. Uh, kind of a foolish uh, claim to make. But uh, So the servant searched from the oldest to the youngest and found it in Benjamin's sack. And the brothers tear their clothes in distress. And so they all come back to Egypt, and Judah falls before Joseph, and he pleads with them uh, that he could take Benjamin's place instead. And he explained the whole story of why Benjamin was so important to their father Jacob and why he would do anything to bring him back safely home. And you, you just see a total uh, change in heart with the brothers here versus how they treated Joseph. Now, Judah, to his credit, this is kind of the second time that he stood up. When, If you remember when Joseph, the brothers wanted to kill Joseph, Judah was the one who stepped up and said, well, well let's not kill him, but let's sell him into slavery. So here he goes even above and beyond what he did to Joseph, um, you know, fully taking Benjamin's, willing to take Benjamin's place. And obvious, a, a foreshadow of Judah's descendant, his greatest descendant, Jesus, who came to take our place 
um, when it came to take the punishment that God brought down for our sins. Uh, Jesus took that upon himself so that we would be spared. Uh, he, he suffered the punishment. This brings us to chapter 45. Uh, Joseph had now seen the full repentance and change in his brothers. He knew that they were different. They had repented of their ways and displayed a great love for both their brother and their father. And so he sent all his servants out of the room and he wept out loud and so loud that even Pharaoh's house heard it. That, that's how much compassion and love that he had stored up in his heart. And he revealed himself to the, his brothers. And naturally, they were in fear that he would take vengeance on them for all the turmoil that uh, they put Joseph through. Now, they had no idea how God had blessed Joseph in this time. But Joseph reassured them that he held nothing against them. In verses 5 through 8, of Genesis 45, Joseph tells them that this was God's plan for him all along. That what they did meant as evil, God meant it for good. He did it so that, uh, God did this so that Joseph could save not only Egypt, but his family. And in saving his family, he preserved the line of the Savior. It was all part of God's plan. Now, Pharaoh received the report of Joseph's brothers being in Egypt. You know, I would not be surprised if Pharaoh knew of Joseph's history, if Joseph told him, you know, kind of how he came to be where he was. But if he did or not, he confirmed Joseph's request for his father and his whole family to come and live in Egypt to endure the famine. And Pharaoh went above and beyond, and he even sent wagons to transport the women and children. So he was happy because of all that Joseph did to help the nation of Egypt survive this famine. He was willing to give them royalty treatment to bring them to Egypt and even settle them in the best land, the land of Goshen. Now, when the brothers got home and they told their father all that they had happened, uh, he did not believe them. He's like, there's no way. My son Joseph is dead. Uh, but they told him all the words Joseph had told them and showed them all the gifts that Pharaoh sent along and Jacob believed it. He rejoiced, and he journeyed to Egypt to see his son once again. Uh, Genesis chapter 50. Now, Joseph's brothers, uh, at this point, Jacob had, had died and was buried. And Joseph's brothers thought, oh, great. Now that our father is dead, Joseph will finally take out his revenge on us for what we did to him. So you, you still see kind of the... The faultiness in their faith here, they doubted his forgiveness, uh, that it wasn't complete. And, you know, sometimes we fall into that same tendency where we think, oh, my sin was so great, there's no way that God could forgive this sin. Um, and what the brothers did is they sent a messenger to Joseph pleading for forgiveness again. They were afraid to even face him face to face, their own brother. Um, and it's possible that that they lied when they talked about how Jacob told them to tell Joseph, hey, forgive your brothers one more time. But Joseph reassured himself that he is not in the place of God. Only God is able to take vengeance. Instead, Joseph brings forgiveness and compassion. He reminds them that what they meant for evil, God meant for good. And God does the exact same thing with us. Time and time again, we go back to the gospel and he reassures us that Christ has paid for all of our sin. There's not a single sin that Christ did not cover. 
uh, we are completely forgiven. Now, Joseph could have taken vengeance on his brothers. Uh, instead, he showed compassion and love for them, forgiving them for the wrong they had done to him 22 years ago. He did this because he understood God's plan for him to help the nation of Egypt as well as his own family. He also recognized God's grace and mercy in his own life. And this this makes you think of what how Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So as much as God forgive us our own sins, so also we want to forgive others. Now, in an even greater way, God could have and you know, by all due justice, should have taken vengeance on us because we have disobeyed him and sinned against him on a regular basis. Uh, but thanks be to God, God is love. He is filled with compassion towards us and he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And Jesus' death grants us the forgiveness for our sins. This is made known to us in his holy word, which is filled with nothing but the love of God for his people. And where also we learn of the sacraments you know baptism god comes to us in the washing of water to give us new life in him as his dear children and the lord's supper we receive the very body and blood of our savior the body and blood he sacrificed for our sins in the lord's supper we also receive the forgiveness of sins and reassurance like joseph did for his brothers that our sins remain forgiven before god and this is why we can daily with confidence approach the throne of god in repentance for those sins that trouble our conscience and threaten to separate us from God. God in mercy promises to forgive those sins for Jesus' sake. The Lord's blessings on your teaching.